KA 19. Where we kick ass. Two, one. Hey, Sequoia. I'm Emily Cox, your podcast host for today. And I'm here with my co host, Ryan Eby. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Emily. And I'm really excited to be talking with Tess Omlick one of the senior instructors at Ride On. It's great you ha- to have you here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So Tess, before we talk about the Ride On program, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I actually got involved with Ride On over 10 years ago when I was 14 um, as a volunteer. I had taken some riding lessons um, at that point, uh, but not many. And I loved horses and I just really wanted to get more hands-on and learn more about them. Uh, So I started volunteering and learned really everything that I know today about horses, um, along with being able to take lessons on some really great lesson horses there. And I had no idea really how gratifying it was going to be working with the riders as well. So I kept coming and I got more experience. And then when I was 18, I got certified um, as a therapeutic riding instructor through PATH International, which stands for the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. Um, and since then, I've been a full-time instructor at our Chatsworth Ranch, as well as the volunteer coordinator and the property caretaker. Um, and I'm an avid rider myself and have a background in riding and showing horses. And all those opportunities really have come through Ride On or people I know through Ride On. Uh, that's cool. So let's dive right into our podcast with our first question. When was Ride On founded and what was, his mo- what was its motive or mission? Yeah, so Ride On uh, was founded in 1994 with the mission of enhancing the quality of life of children and adults with disabilities through a unique combination of equine-related therapy, uh, recreation, and, f- and fun. So has the motive or mission changed over the years or has it stayed the same? Um, it's definitely expanded and changed a little bit to include more of an emphasis on education. So we host things like workshops, um, networking days, or certifications throughout the year. For example, um, we've been hosting workshops and certifications for people who want to become therapeutic riding instructors, just as one example, which is um, really cool that we're able to do that. So as the senior instructor of Ride On, can you tell us a little bit about... Um, your duties and responsibilities there? Yeah, so I teach lessons throughout the week, ranging from private to group lessons um, to a pretty wide variety of riders. I also manage the horses and their exercise schedules, as well as just their general care and maintenance. Um, And then, then as a volunteer coordinator, I talk to a lot of new prospective volunteers and answer any questions they might have about volunteering or how to get started at our program. Um, And I've helped with organizing certain volunteer-related events, like our annual volunteer appreciation picnic. Um, And then finally, as a caretaker, I live on the property in Chatsworth, and I feed and take care of the horses, you know, oversee hay deliveries and more. So it's a big job. Yeah. Um, So Ride On offers some really specific um, services like adaptive and therapeutic riding, physical and occupational therapy, and veteran and equine-assisted psychotherapy services. So how do you guys kind of determine, like, what services are best for the individual that comes to you guys? 
Um, to be honest, in most cases, though not all, people who call us wanting to get involved with the program tend to already know what they're looking for. Um, but we're very big on safety, you know, working with, with such large, powerful animals. And we want to make sure that whatever someone is interested in is the safest and most appropriate route for them. So adaptive riding, I would say, is the largest portion of the program. Um, and that's where we're teaching people from age five to our oldest rider has been in her 90s, um, how to ride a horse. So they're learning riding skills and, um, you know, starting from the very basics to a more advanced level where we adapt to their skills and needs to help them progress as a rider the best we can. And then the physical and occupational therapy is where someone would specifically be seeking PT or OT on the horse. So they're not learning how to ride, but um, rather they're doing different positions and exercises on the horse to improve function using the horse's movement. Um, and this can improve a whole variety of functions like balance, posture, mobility, um, even communication and behavior. And then EAP, which stands for equine assisted psychotherapy is a little bit different um, just because all of the activity is unmounted, meaning off the horse. So it involves a therapist and an equine specialist and the horses. Um, and they're doing unmounted activities where the experience is then discussed and applied to daily life. And then lastly, for the veterans program, we offer EAP as well as regular riding lessons, um, where the focus is, of course, to help veterans and their families cope with both the psychological and physical effects of service to our country, um, which could include PTSD or traumatic brain injuries. Um, so you can see, you know, every aspect of the program is pretty different, which at the same time, you know, it doesn't make it too difficult to help place people with the service that's best for them. Uh, with such individualized services, I would assume that Ride On has a pretty intensive and knowledgeable staff. How are they able to adapt and work with all the different needs that kids and adults may have? Um, yeah, as far as our instructors, they actually go through a certification process through PATH, uh, which I had mentioned before. And that's a fairly lengthy process where there's a lot of practice and testing. So it includes having to have a good array of knowledge about different disabilities and translate that into a teaching setting. So getting certified really sets everyone up really well for being able to adapt to different riders and work with everyone's needs. Um, and then of course our physical and occupational therapists on staff are really amazing at what they do and hold their own degrees and certifications as well. So I think we have you know, a pretty amazing staff at Ride On, especially with how unique this industry is. Other than the ones you addressed, what other services do you offer? Uh, we also offer lessons to people without disabilities. So we just call that able-bodied riding lessons. Um, and that includes our volunteers sometimes. Um, so one of the cool perks about volunteering with us is after you volunteer 50 hours, you get six free riding lessons. Um, so we do have a lot of volunteers as well who take lessons at Ride On. Okay, so how many horses do you have um, on location? And what like specific training do they need to go through before they can do the lessons? Yeah, so right now we have about uh, 16 horses at our Chatsworth Ranch and then about 15 at our Thousand Oaks Ranch. Um, so almost all of them have been donated to the program, which means we basically get a call that someone's interested in donating their horse because, you know, their son or daughter outgrew the horse, um, the horse can't jump very high anymore, you name it. 
um, and then they think they'd be a good fit for us. So then depending on several factors, including the horse's age, um, health, and training, we might decide to go out and see the horse where we would um, meet the horse, ride them, and then if that goes well, they come to us for a 30-day trial period where we sort of put them through little small tests, you could say, um, to make sure that they'd be a good fit. So we ride them in our arenas. Um, we make sure they're good around wheelchairs and standing in the ramp we have where we mount a lot of riders, um, toys, all sorts of things. And then if that goes well, we accept them into the program. And of course, you know, like I mentioned before, we're very big on safety. So our horses do have to have an extra special temperament to have a job like this. Um, they have to, you know, be pretty mellow um, as far as their demeanor, be as safe to ride as possible, and have good training. I mean, they're, they're teaching people how to ride, and that's a lot of beginner riders, so they have to already have a good training background behind them. And, you know, they just have to be comfortable being handled by a variety of people. A lot of our volunteers are the ones handling the horses, and they may or may not have a whole lot of horse experience. So, um, yeah. So do you have, um, like, a personal favorite horse? Uh, well, that's a tricky question because I actually keep my own personal horse at Ride On. <laughs> so, of course, I'd have to pick him. Um, but there are a couple of program horses that, you know, hold a special place in my heart, I would say. What's your horse's name? My horse's name is Wiley. Okay, cool. Uh, there, are many <laughs> there are many different services available to people who have specific needs. Why horse therapy? What makes it such a successful form of rehab? Um, I think the number one answer there would be how unique of a therapy it is and what a unique setting it's in. Um, you know, often people who come out to ride on don't even feel like they're getting therapy because it's such a cool, fun setting and they're working with these big, amazing animals. Um, and for that reason, a lot of kids who don't necessarily do well with a clinic-like therapy um, setting might actually really excel with something like this. If someone was interested in volunteering, are there opportunities available for them at Ride On? And do you need like a, like a bunch of experience? Um, so first and foremost, you don't need any experience to volunteer, which is, um, you know, actually that's how I started myself. I, I had a little bit of horse experience, but really not a lot. So you don't need to have any experience with horses um, or working with people with disabilities. But we, um, we do take volunteers ages 12 and up, and they help with everything from cleaning stalls and jobs around the barn to grooming horses and getting them ready for their lessons and even leading horses and walking with our riders in lessons, which we call sidewalking. Um, so you can't lead or sidewalk until you're 14, but people between the ages of 12 and 14 can still volunteer in the barn. Um, it's a really easy process to get started, so all you have to do is go to our website, rideon.org, and fill out our online application and print a waiver. Um, and then come by on a day and time that we're open and see our office manager, Nancy, um, and she can get you started, or one of the instructors. Um, and you can actually start volunteering the same day that you turn in the application if you wanted to. Um, we do hold a volunteer training about once per session, which is an overview of everything you need to know about volunteering and trains you to lead in sidewalk, but you can still volunteer without having been through the training yet. Um, and we rely, I really can't stress enough how much we rely on volunteers. Um, they are the ones who are keeping you know, the stalls clean, 
keeping the horses clean and groomed. Um, they're the ones getting the horses ready for lessons. They're the ones leading the horses in the lessons. And without volunteers, we couldn't do any of what we do. Um, so we always need volunteers year round. And we encourage you know anyone and everyone to come help out. Um, like I said, you don't need any experience and it's really easy to get started. How many volunteers do you guys usually have um, at the Newbury Park location? Um, I would say, so last, I think it was last year, between both ranches, we had over 400 volunteers. <laughs> so if you kind of split that up between both ranches, um, you know, in a given week at any either of the ranches, we have, you know, at least 50 volunteers helping throughout that week. That's pretty great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much for talking with us today about Ride On. Um, so before we go to our studio audi audience, is there anything else you would like to add about the program? Um, I guess I would just say, you know, the best way to get involved with us or find out more is to come and see what we do um, in person. So we're open Tuesdays through Saturdays at both ranches, and we always welcome people to come by and observe lessons or, you know, jump right in as a volunteer. Um, like I said, I kind of wandered in as a 14-year-old with really little experience, and um, I had no idea where it would go from there. And the, the community at Ride On is just so wonderful. Um, it's a really great way to give back. Yeah, that's great. All right, so now do we have any questions or comments from the studio audience? Hi, my name is Dominic, and my question is, uh, are these therapeutic uh, lessons paced differently for people with different needs? Yeah, definitely. So we, you know, as instructors, we have to adapt to everyone's needs, right? So, mm -hmm. um, what you know, we might have some riders who, for physical reasons, you know, they might only be able to ride at the walk. They might need two people or sidewalkers walking with them and a leader. Um, and if that's what we need, then that's, you know, how we go through the lesson and, and teach them. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have riders that, um, ride completely independently, walk, trot, canter, and want to compete at horse shows. And um, and so, you know, they might be in a group lesson and be as independent as possible. Um, so, yeah, to answer the question, definitely with every single person, we do have to adapt to their own needs and, mm -hmm. um, and you know, still provide them with a really good educational lesson. That's cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is Sean, and I was wondering, if someone wanted to start the therapy, what steps would they have to take? That is a great question. So on our website, rideon.org, there is a page about all of our services, and then you'll find registration packets next to each of those um, types of services. So basically, there's paperwork that you need to fill out first, um, and then return it to us, and then from there, we contact you to schedule an evaluation or talk about um, which service would be best for you. Thanks. Uh-huh. Hi, my name is Sydney, and I was wondering, how do you name your horses? <laughs> so all of our horses already have names just because, um, like I mentioned before, they, they already have to have a good extensive background of training behind them um, because, you know, for example, we can't take a baby horse into our program because they don't really know anything yet. Um, and that would take a lot of time and training. And so all of our horses tend to be, which I hadn't mentioned, um, anywhere from like their teenage years to even as old as nearing 20. Um, and so, you know, they already have a name 
and that's usually been their name their whole lives so we don't really tend to change them but um yeah that was a good question thank you good morning this is mrs chambers do you ever have schools visit right on for a field trip yes we do we do um what we would do basically is a tour and we've had classes come out before and we show a video we talk about ride on we talk about how to volunteer and um, you get you get to meet the horses and um, you know get a little bit more hands-on with what we do um, so yeah we've we've definitely done that before and then a follow-up question who sets that up or who do we contact <laughs> um, that would be me really um, and you can you know call or email me and I would be able to set that up for you Great, we'll be in touch. All right. Hi, I'm Pradyush, and my question is, how would you recommend getting started volunteering? So, like, what uh, jobs would you recommend first doing or as volunteering or whatever in general? Yeah, so when you come to volunteer, obviously, the first step is, is doing the application, signing up, mm -hmm. taking a little bit of a tour around, watching a lesson. Um, but then, you know, something like cleaning stalls always has to be done. So there's always things around the barn that we need help with um, daily. And, it, you know, it does start out when you're first starting. You might start with more of the not-so-pretty jobs like cleaning stalls or um, sweeping around the barn. But there's always opportunities to get involved with the horses, too. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't know anything, we usually pair you up with someone as soon as we can to learn how to groom and the horses and get them ready. So you mentioned specific ages, like well, you can start volunteering at the age 12 mm -hmm. and you can start mm -hmm. where actually be being on the rides uh, alongside with the rides at age 14. So can you, so when you're 12, can you actually start where helping with the horses? Yeah, so when you're between 12 and 14, there's plenty that you can do as a volunteer. Um, you ju the only thing you cannot do is lead and sidewalk in mm -hmm. lessons, but there's still lots you can do before you're 14, including grooming and tacking horses and mm -hmm. um, other jobs around the barn. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, my name is Emmeline, and I was wondering if there are any particular um, safety precautions you would take while others ride the horses? Yeah, so, um, you know, horses are herd animals, and so they're um, often more scared of things than you would think, things that you might not find scary. So we do have some rules about working around the horses in general. They don't like loud noises or fast, unpredictable movements. So we always say, you know, um, just a quiet volume around the horses, no running. Um, you're not supposed to go behind a horse because if they're startled, um, they have sort of a fight-or-flight reaction, and they could um, potentially kick if they're startled. So we never go behind the horses. Um, things like that we, we go over on your first day as a volunteer. And then in lessons, um, if you were leading or sidewalking, there's certain precautions to take as far as, you know, watching your spacing from other horses and things like that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm, Sh I'm Shane, and where is your teal location actually located? Um, our Thousand Oaks Ranch is off of Lynn Road, um, and it's it's kind of in an, a neighborhood where you wouldn't expect there to be horses, um, but the address is on our website, and um, yeah, it's just off of that Lynn Road exit. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is Amrita, um, and you mentioned that you could get degrees for horse riding. So what degrees could you get? 
So as far as becoming a therapeutic riding instructor, what the process is is actually a certification through PATH International. So that's not a degree per se, but you do have to have um, pass, you have to pass certain, you know, there's an online test and, and other things that you need to go through um, in order to get that certification. But it's not necessarily something that you've had to have gone to school for and gotten a certain degree for. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Again, thank you so much, Tess, for coming and talking to us today about the Ride On program. As said before, you can get more information from their website, rideon.org. And this is KA19 signing off.